off this subject. Yeah. yeah. Let's, That'll let's be a fucked up our... intro. Hope <laughs> <laughs> y'all. It's all good. What the fuck are we talking about? Okay, we're talking about learning and shit. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> talking about learning and shit. Great. <laughs> I can't spell today. First of all, I hope everybody enjoyed their weird holiday weekend. <laughs> I mean, we don't really do Thanksgiving, so like, yeah, we we don't do Thanksgiving, right? We have for dinner spaghetti. Yummy! <laughs> oh yeah, we had pizza. Oh, <laughs> Thanksgiving spaghetti. Okay, you have Thanksgiving pizza. What'd you have, Jason? I had a uh, roast. Anthony like like cooked roast. Oh, cool. Roast and potatoes. We had my sister over. So we, we didn't go to New Orleans this year, so we had the puppies. They're too young to board. Or Mountain Gypsy didn't even have a stove. Oh. No, I had to cook everything in electric roasters and griddles and stuff because I broke my stove. And then they didn't want to deliver it. They were supposed to deliver it yesterday, but they didn't, so they're coming tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was so mad because I had a whole video like planned around it, so I ended up having to do a child no fake video about it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh well. So there's that. And happy birthday to my mom if she's on today. Oh, happy birthday, Mountain Gypsy's mother. Yes. You're a few <laughs> years closer to 60. That's, a, that's very nice of you. Rub it in. 
Yeah, I have to. So before <laughs> we get started, just want to make mention for those who either hear this now or watch this when it plays back. We have been checking our analytics and basically what we are seeing is that of our viewership, only 50% of you are subscribed. So if you are watching us and are not subscribed, please do us the honors and hit that subscribe button. It really helps with the YouTube algorithms. And if you, especially if you're routinely watching us and you haven't subscribed yet, just just go for it. That way you can really make sure that you catch all of our stuff and not just hope that the algorithm catches it. Yes. Yeah. That way you can make sure you see all the awesome videos during the week because, you know, we all do that or we have different things we want to share. But I will be having a video dropping tomorrow I will be dropping a video on devil stuff powder oh so it's gonna be fun if that piques your interest yes. that subscribe button. yep and this week I'm going to have one at the end of the week because I'm going to dry out chicken hearts and I'm going to teach you guys how to use them and what to use them Awesome. And yeah, I, I will be. That, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and uh, I was going to be doing the significance of the crossroads. Oh, nice. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I've noticed. Okay, my hair is the fun. Um, I've noticed that we haven't done any um, spell work or anything in a while. So, next couple of videos, I'll be. Uh, focusing on doing some spell work for you guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Different oh, ways of learning magic. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> we do this podcast. <laughs> we do this YouTube channel. We put out videos to help to educate and dispel myths of Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So back to what are we talking about today? Different ways of learning magic? Or was it decisions of learning magic? I think it was We're the different ways of learning magic. Or thoughts on learning magic. Yes, thoughts on learning magic. <laughs> thoughts on learning magic. That's very broad and very vague, which means that there's all kinds of things that we can possibly say. <clears throat> so who wants to start? Whose idea was this? This was Miss Petio, wasn't it? It could have been, but if it was, I have long forgotten. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Say yeah, you wanted to talk about like what what prompted this subject. Yeah, nope, no idea. Totally forgot. <laughs> I, I don't even just remember if that was me. Or me? What's it kind of based around how people think that they can 
learn magic from watching TikTok videos, and they can't at least. I think. Not. I think you know um, there really is. It, uh, what's nice about this topic is really it's just no holds barred. I mean, really anything. You know, this can really apply to anything. So, why don't you start with death, Jason? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, bad. <laughs> like um, when, it, like my thoughts when it comes to learning magic is that um, you absolutely must commit and you must do research. Hands down, I don't think just uh, going on witch talk and just like being like, oh, I'm gonna try this little spell jar. It's magic. Like, even though we brought this up like many, many times times before, I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse again, but yeah like um when it comes to learning magic like like rather you are born with it naturally or you acquiring it um either way it takes dedication and research self-sufficiency and repetition yes and repetition i think um i think the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this subject is, and, and even though we've said it multiple different ways uh, on um, different episodes, I think when one starts embarking on learning magic, um, whatever system you choose, whether it's witchcraft, whether it's ceremonial magic, whatever, you know, that um, you need to like with anything, I know this sounds really basic, but you need to understand first what it is you're trying to learn. And what I mean by that is, let me give an example. You know, when when uh, people are, are in high school and they're thinking about what do I want to major in, right? What do I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, they have these ideas in mind, but it's not uncommon that when they start going to school and studying for it, they realize this is not what I thought it was. And they wasted like maybe a year, sometimes two years. They go and they explore a little bit more, having a little bit more experience now, knowing that you, know, you can't just assume, um, you know, what's at surface value. And then they go back and then finally finish their degree in something different. Now, that's not the case for everybody, but the point being is that, you know, if you are superficially thinking that this looks cool because you're seeing a lot of posts on Instagram, you're seeing the TikTok videos, whatever, and you're like, oh, I can do this. This is easy. It's just about wishing what I want, wishing for what I want. That's all it takes. Um, and if, if you're walking into that, into this with that in mind, then you may be in for a surprise um, <clears throat> because you're going to find out that that's not really what it is. So, so really for me, step one, and it's not even step one, it's literally like putting on your shoes before you take the first step, is really understand what it is that you think you are trying to learn. <clears throat> sure that, you know, really is something that you're willing to do because if you truly do the research like Jason said just even to 
try to understand what it is that you're saying that you want to learn. Then the next part that Jason said, the commitment, um, the study, the practice, the repetition, that will then start to make sense. If you come into it without knowing and understanding that, you're going to watch a little video, a little 30-second video or 60-second video on TikTok. You're going to follow directions just like you think you're following a Betty Crocker recipe and you're going to wonder, you know, why isn't this working? And it's all about like finding out like what works for you too. Like that's why like um, one of the reasons why I don't like it, the eclectic, which is because all witchcraft is eclectic, just because like we kind of discussed, but it, we do. <laughs> and I mean, it, you and also have to remember there's some traditions that don't involve magic. Right. So you have to yeah. realize, well, but those aren't traditions though. Those are religions. Well, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like the different paths have different things and some don't actually practice magic, you know? So you can't sit there and be all, this is what I'm doing and stuff like that. So you have to realize, and like Bella always says, open a damn book and Mm -hmm. do your research and learn about it. Because I've seen a lot of that too lately is, well, I'm this, but I need to do spells. And then you see all the older people. Well, that's not part of the, the, this path. You know, we've had that kind of discussion when we were all on aminos. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, I think you bring up a good point because I think when people think about when think about magic, you know, um, one, I don't think they truly understand what I'm saying is, you know, initially, superficially, I'm not talking about those who, who actually practice. Um, you know, they think they think about number one. You know, sometimes they think about what they see in Hollywood. Sometimes they think about what they see in a video here and there. Um, they just kind of um, maybe have an o- like have an o- What's that? Right, or they have like an overly fantasized view about what magic can do. Yeah, yeah, overly fantasized view. Um, kind of group it under just kind of like the whole occult frame and. And what I notice specifically, though, is people tend to mix up and merge paganism mm-hmm. with magical practice. Right. And so, yeah. to, to Miss Mountain Gypsy's point, to understand that there's, and we're not saying that there's anything wrong with saying, oh, yeah, I'm interested in paganism. But to, to her point, if you are a practicing pagan, that does not necessarily mean that you are practicing magic of any kind. You can. Exactly. Nor does it. Part and parcel or, or a requirement of that pagan religious practice. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But also being pagan, being a pagan magic practitioner does not automatically mean that you're a witch as well. Like that's one one argument. Like that's an argument that I hear a lot when it comes to talking about like natural witchcraft. Like, oh, if you think about it, everyone's a natural witch because we all have pagan ancestors that practice some form of magic. It's like, well, yeah, I don't entirely disagree. That's going back to mixing 
paganism was meant right exactly okay and um and and again going back to understanding initially what it is that you think that you want to learn mm -hmm. because i notice a lot of people these days who are coming into it they're spending a lot of time learning about deities how to talk with deities um mm -hmm. how to worship deities what um what kind of things you know um are should you offer these beings these deities that's all religion that is magic. that has nothing to do with magic <laughs> no it doesn't that you know with um with abrahamic religion that's literally what abrahamic religion does you want something you pray and ask another being to give it to you right magic in the low magic sense um is about fending for yourself exactly yeah, doing it all for yourself not depending right. or relying on you know the spaghetti monster in the sky right exactly and if you are going to work with deities like or if you're going to put deities in magical practice then um it would be maybe think of thinking of them as just like friends in high places and in, in a sense like a college professor or uh getting you know just like advice but still doing it yourself like not relying on those beings to do it for you but rather give you the tools so that way you can do it yourself yeah that, that's possibly i think you know again when you talk about it and and that's where whenever we start talking about that whole part to me that's no longer just about deities that's right entity. right the entity that you choose to work with um whether it be a deity or say or ancestor or the spirit you know that's a different kind of relationship that you can mm. include as part of the magical practice in terms of you know um, sharing borrowing um some of those energies but mm -hmm. it's still not a case magic of, i am asking an entity to do something for me right i can't do it myself now having said all that mm. I'm going to go back first to my original, original statement, which is, again, understand what it is when we say we're, we, we use this uh, title kind of purposefully, you know, thoughts on learning magic, because the word magic is in itself very, very broad and convoluted. You know, mm -hmm. we, the four of us, we practice between the four of us, we practice, you know, witchcraft, folk magic type practices. Even though they're not identical, they are very similar. They're both nature magic. They're both um, uh, uh, forms of low magic. There are other systems of magic, however, that are not witchcraft, are not folk magic, um, right. are not even pagan magic. They are... Mm -hmm. um, and things like ceremonial magic, ritual magic, and those those types of magic do tend to rely more on another entity to do for oneself. Right. And not just that, 
but there's also different goals. Many mm-hmm. of those magicians, not all, because I don't want to overgeneralize, but many of those magicians go down that path because they're not necessarily seeking um, materialistic return. They're seeking a spiritual return. Going back to what Jason was saying of looking to them as guides, someone to teach. So when you look at demonology, for instance, you know, many demonologists, um, they do not uh, call upon demons to give them things. Some do, you know, but generally speaking, you don't. You call on them to teach, to learn from them, Mm -hmm. to to grow spiritually. So again, it's it's all about, uh, and I have we haven't even gone talked about taking the first step yet. It literally is there is so much preparation before you even embark because you need to understand what is it what is it exactly that you're saying that you want to learn. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Very well. We know how to put things. Yes. It's not ringing any bells yet. You just let I mean, me talk. I mean, it's not that it's ringing bells. I could always speak on the subject, but. What would you like to say about it? I mean, I was probably just going to say shit along the lines of what you guys were saying, but. um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I know, if I remember correctly, one mm. of the things that we started talking about was about the cross-referencing and the um, how there are so many authors out there right now. And I have to be careful because we are one of those people. You know, we have books that we put out there. And we, we are authors ourselves in putting out books on magical practice, which are specifically... Um, that we're in a sea of other authors that are trying to do the same thing. So how do you know um, which one you're reading? Should you be reading? Which one is authentic? Which one is good advice? Which one is bad advice? So um, because, you know, Hestia likes to bring up, um, you know, there's, there's people out there that at, at face value, you know, we don't know them. I don't know them. So I'm not going to accuse them of it. But at face value, it seems like there really wasn't anything that they did before on it. Um, not really too sure if they even practice or how long they practice. And suddenly they're putting out like 10 books a year. Exactly. It's like that. that that's what gets me too. It's like I don't understand how some of these people who just – just graduated high school last year, two years ago, three years ago, and now suddenly they're a big spiritual practitioner or a big witchcraft yeah. practitioner. It's like, okay, no, you better sit your frowsy ass down before. <laughs> so why don't we start with uh, that? Then? Why don't we start about? Why don't we start with? Okay, Jason, you said research. Mm-hmm. So what do we mean by that? And like, how would you recommend somebody to start their research? Uh, I would recommend uh, 
Well, like, like you said, first of all, going into and knowing what you are wanting to research and uh, start out with uh, cross-referencing. Um, even if, if you're not really sure like uh, where to begin, I would look at, um, try to find sources that are not tied to Wicca or paganism specifically, ones that are devoted strictly on magic, spell work, um, and, and looking at it from different cultural views as well, like look at like New Orleans hoodoo along with uh, maybe Cornish witchcraft and uh, really trying to find those similarities, try to connect those similarities and seeing like, oh, well, this, um, this says the same thing, but here it's like, I have this other book where it's like, they're saying something completely different that doesn't make sense to me. Well, if that doesn't make sense to you, then it's probably shit. That's probably just based on one person's opinion. And that's where yeah. things can kind of get a little. It may be shit or, you know, look at more and compare. Yeah. And are these other ones um, more reinforcing what the thought that you thought was shit is? Or are they all reinforcing the stuff that you understood? You know, right. Just because you don't understand it doesn't necessarily mean it's shit. It may mean yeah, that's that true. you're just not ready for it yet. You know? That is true. But that's true. I jumped, I jumped the gun on that one. doesn't necessarily mean it's shit. I take that back. <laughs> I do like what you said, though, about being careful to not start with Wiccan books. Um, mm -hmm. or, or Which is books. sometimes and hard to do. It, it is. Um, they're the easiest ones to find and they're the ones pushed mm -hmm. the hardest and the most so mm -hmm. a lot of times that just happens to be what you stumble upon first yeah yeah but, but, like uh but be careful about that be careful about that because and i know that there's a lot of people that will disagree with this because you know i notice that that People think that that it's easy to uh, to start there because, like Hestia said, it's easily accessible. Those are the most common things out there. So just start there, and you know, and look at at the stuff that they talk about the magical practice. And don't worry about the worship stuff. Well, that's easier said than done. That is us assuming that you already know how to tell the difference, and if mm. you not delve in this life at all then you may not be able to tell the difference between what is the religious practice and what is the magical practice and not just that but um, things like Wicca a number of their magical practices themselves are based on their religion mm -hmm. so what you are learning that you think is magic, it's magic in the eyes of a Wiccan. Doesn't necessarily mean that that is a universal concept on practicing magic. And so I agree with you, Jason. I try to recommend that to people as well, is to, you know, I am not telling people don't be religious, but I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know, what why muddy the waters any more than they're already going to be for you? Right, because exactly. in this day and age, there's too much information out there. And so trying to figure out what's right 
what's wrong, you know, what is the right thing to do. So, so why make it harder for yourself and start with something that's talking about two things. Just look for something that is literally just talking about magic. Then mm -hmm. if you find religion interesting and appealing, you know, then you can look at Wicca or some other pagan religion and, and try to look at that and, and incorporate that with your magic versus the other way around. I think what you'll find, and I'm going to turn this over to Mountain Gypsy here in a second because I know that she's talked about this quite a bit. What you'll, what you'll find is that, especially when you're starting out, because you don't know what you don't know, um, you may find yourself, if you start, let's say, with Wiccan books, you know, two years into it before you realize that, you know, the stuff that I'm doing is really specific to Wicca. There's other stuff that I'm doing, and now you have to unlearn stuff. And, you, you know, you spend the next year kind of going backwards because you have to unlearn all this religious stuff and so that you can really focus on what you wanted to focus on to begin with, which is magical practice. Mm. Absolutely. Because, like, yeah. you know, I've told you guys that. Like, yeah, I was 12-ish, 13-ish. But that's the only books, literally, I was accessible access to, like, book-wise. And, you know, like I've said, I started picking things out. Like, well, this is more interesting out of here. So I would look for more books for that specific topic. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, this doesn't sound right. But I'll find, like, three or four more books. And, you know, out of those four books, three of them were, re like, identical information or almost identical information so i'd be okay this book over here is trash because it's, it's not it's not even coinciding any way shape or form with these other three books you know so i did like my whole teen years was first couple years learning the wiccan shit and then the next few years unlearning it and following what i actually really really wanted to do and then like Hestia had brought this up I think it was in a private conversation to look up the authors because we found so many authors that like did romance novels and shit like that and then all of a sudden within a year they had like 10 magic books but their whole and, it, and it's not to say that you can't do both it's just suspicious when for the last 30 years all you've written is like young adult fan fantasy novels and then all of a sudden when there's an uptick in popularity over here now all of a sudden you're an expert in 75 different magical practices that don't overlap and they're just short little pamphlet style books with like blurbs of information you googled um you know it, it's right. it's bad it's but like, we've drugged like, we've drugged those authors numerous times multiple i can't even remember who it was and she had like i 20, can 20 years worth of romance and fiction and then all of a sudden she had like 20 books in one year just on magical practices i was like how do you do a 20-year career on one thing and literally overnight but see oh, another thing too is a lot of these that. books don't also a lot of these books don't have bibliography all of mm. our books have bibliographies. Don't don't forget um, about those that one book 
and it looks like there's more books that they came out with that was really coming from a feminist perspective. They they were they they acknowledged that they weren't practitioners, but they were putting out witchcraft books because they felt that witchcraft was synonymous with feminism. So you know, not trying to scare you guys, you know, because you know when I ha when I start saying these things to people, then the next question that comes back then is, well, then what author do you recommend? That's a tough one. And it depends exactly. on what, like on my favorite author on what. Yeah, exactly. Right. What topic? What you know, subject? I, what information is my favorite author or topic? I, I feel like when I feel like when you're asking about an author, then you're 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 going back to focusing on just you know one one aspect, um, one viewpoint instead of asking about authors like what Tessia said look for the subjects and then get multiple things on that same subject and compare and contrast mm -hmm. when you do your research through those yeah. and see and you'll find you know that a number of the texts will be supporting each other and then you'll find some of these one-offs and you know maybe you need to go back and question that and like uh, what Hestia was saying is you know be wary when you don't see any um, bibliography but <clears throat> caveat um, there's a caveat to that just because there is no bibliography don't automatically say that that's not valid anymore uh, just understand look at your author is that author speaking from mm -hmm. experience? You know, so let's take, for example, Jake Richards, right? Jake Richards writes a lot from his own experience and his upbringing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so when you have somebody like that who is not listing 20 pages of bibliography, does that make him any less authentic? No. But, you know, you. But the point being is that you you need to pay attention to all of that. Don't be gullible. And just because it's written on printed paper, that um, that it is gospel. So if you right. ask me who my favorite authors are, I'm going to say us. Because you know I'm a little right. bit. <laughs> and see, before we get too far off of Bella, Bella's point here is, this is not just a magical issue. This is a everything of everything. Just like um, a lot of people try to say that history is written by the victors, but no, it's written by the losers too. You just have to look for that information instead of what the victors are teaching you. So it's very, it's very similar. If you're interested in a subject, you have to read multiple sources on that subject so that you can mm -hmm. get all sides and draw your own conclusions. That is exactly everything. that doctors do it with medical, uh, like comparing uh, different kinds of medicine, different kinds of treatment. This is very much in every aspect of life thing. If you are a cook, you have to do it. If you are a bartender, you have to do it. It does not matter mm -hmm. what you do. You have to study multiple ways to do things to find out what works for you. Right, exactly, exactly. And what works for some doesn't work for everybody. But that brings me to, though, 
because recognizing that we're in a day and age where um, information comes in multiple media, and which is that, which is you know it's a double-edged sword because for some people the type of learners that they are, you know, may, they may not do as well with books, and so uh, with reading. Um, or, mm. or formal books, and so they will look to alternate sources of information, um, different media, because that perhaps is a way that helps them learn a little bit easier. But again, you have to be, you have to look at those the same way that we're telling you to look at books. Is you know, don't just if you find a, you know one TikToker who tells you, you know, that, oh, yeah, just do step one, two, three, four, five, and you'll be a millionaire. Um, you know, if that's the way that you're, you can learn, if that's the only way that you can learn, and you're just hell insistent, like, that's it, that's all I can do is watch TikTok videos, then at least, for heaven's sakes, follow 20 other people and see if they're, you know, see, if, see what they're saying. Yeah. Um, don't just stick with the, the one Thing. You know, I, I, I have, I, I tread on this carefully when we talk like this because you know, here we are. We're talking on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. You know, we do videos for education. We, we have books. You know, but, but we are the first to tell you every single time. You know, fact check us. Don't just mm -hmm. go by what we say. Right. You know, we're exactly. Yeah. We're giving you information and based on our knowledge and our research. But, you know, fact check us. Yeah. Who knows? We're not perfect. Maybe mm. we've got something wrong. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Something that's not working for you and you figured out another way to do it. That doesn't make it any more wrong or any more right. It just means that you mm. found another way to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that we can admit that, too, because, like, um, when I got my puppy, I know it's a little off, off the subject of magic, but it goes along with what we were saying. Like, I was really trying to find like tips and tricks on training him and with a lot of uh youtube videos i was looking at like so there were so many people who were saying like oh this is the only thing that works nothing else works this is the only thing that works and uh i was like really going through all of these different things and like nothing was working <laughs> so like i i had to really really uh what's the word um i guess i like formulate my my own way and see like how my dog would react to certain things in order to really figure out how i'm able to to train him and just because like a dog expert says oh this is the only thing that works doesn't necessarily make it true that is a really really good point and and, and to bella's point again is even if you don't read can't read because there are people who cannot read um, there are people who cannot read books that are in the source language. It happens. Mm. Um, a lot of people have been disconnected from their root cultures. So sometimes they just can't read that. Um, but to Bella's point, even if you rely on videos or TikToks or reels or what, whatever kind of media, you, however you intake your information, there's really no excuse to not cross-check because no matter what source or how you take your information, 
there's so many people doing it, whether you come on YouTube, whether you're reading books, whether you're on social media, whether you're just talking to people, going to events, there, there's always numerous people there. There's no excuse. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to expand that out just a little bit, I don't want to belay the topic too much because it's really the same thing, different medium. But um, social media, blogs, Reddit, Tumblr, um, you know, it's that same concept. You know, it's uh, there's, you know, the, the cool thing about it is that there's a cornucopia of information out there. The shitty thing about it is there's a cornucopia of information out there. In other words, who knows? Like, do you know this person that that you're following this the, the Tumblr posts on? Do you know Do you know that person? Like, it sounds interesting to you. They've said some really cool things, and you know. But have you? Are you referencing anything else? Like, are they telling you a bunch of bull? Or are they telling you things that, you know, are just very really superficial or are they missing things, really key components? Because they're, to Jason's point, just graduated high school last year, they've only been practicing for like five years and suddenly feels like they, they um, know everything and are trying to tell you everything that they know. But maybe everything that they know is only about point two percent of the information that's out there. So maybe everything they you know, know is made up based off their favorite movies. Mm -hmm. like you don't know. You have no exactly. idea. There you go. There you but go. I will say this because like it, it, yes, it is a problem, but it's a good problem to have. It is better to have too much information that you have to sift through than not enough to feel like you can master or fully understand something. Yeah. Yes. It sucks having to sift through all the bullshit. But it's nice that there is a plethora of information out there for you to sift through because there was a point in time where it was much, much harder to get the information. Mm -hmm. You know, I, oh, yeah. I have to sort of agree with that and sort of disagree with that. And the reason why I say that is because um, we, we make a lot of assumptions when we make those kinds of statements. You know, it is... Um, it, generally speaking, of course, it's always nice to have a, a, a bigger pool of things to choose from and sift through. But we are assuming that we're talking to someone that understands and realizes that, one, um, you don't take everything at face value, and two, you need to actually make the effort of looking through it and comparing and contrasting. In other words, when Jason says you need to do your research, uh, you need to know what research is. You need to know yeah. what to and, mm -hmm. and I hate always I hate always taking us back to the basics, but you know, when and we brought this up a couple of times, you know, when Hexia had that one experience where people were trying to convince her that talking to strangers and and um was quote-unquote field research that's not field research that is right research. that's just talking to people about opinions not saying that you can't but you know we all have opinions just like we all have assholes it's like yeah <laughs> 
very well, and they all stink right <laughs> right <laughs> exactly and and that's what makes it hard today too is like people will pass off their opinions as fact like oh just just because um like this is how i think of it that makes it true or like bella has like, said in the past personal experience like it may mm -hmm. have happened for you but that doesn't make it fact that's just your right. unverified personal gnosis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we did a whole episode on that, did we not? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Bing. again, and that, that goes back to, you know, really, truly understanding when you embark and start using all the 21st century means and resources to learn. And... It, you have to understand all these aspects. You can't just take it at face value. You know, many of us, even though we're uh, a wide range of ages, just between the four of us alone, we all went to school. We all were given textbooks and we all learned from textbooks. And what was said in that textbook, that was gospel. And if we answered a test question any other way that wasn't said in that book, it was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not so cut and dry, black and white like that these days. Because and I see that a lot. I see that so much. As soon as somebody reads something, just because it was in a book means it's absolute fact for everybody. Like, it's just one big absolute fact for everybody because some random person wrote it on paper. Now it is fact, and that is scary. I mean, yes, we wrote books, we did, right? But the combination of the information we all have and research and done is close to a hundred years of information between all of us. You know what I mean? That is why we also included a bibliography. Exactly. Because, you know, I encourage you check those. Exactly. You know, check other ones that are not listed on there. You, you <clears> may <throat> find different information. You know, exactly. So we're not saying our books are hands down the best information and, and set in stone either, because we're not. But this is information and research and practice and, re you know, repetition that between all of us, it's close to 100 years of information and learning put into these books. You know, and like Bella said, she did put it in there where we, if, if you don't believe it, here you go, here's some more information on it so you can further what you have in your hand from us to other stuff. Right. Well, right. To, um, to give an example, and sort of going uh, on a tangent, kind of going on a tangent. Um, so we see this a lot in, um, in the pagan religion, for instance. Um, when, so when you take heathenry, um, a, a lot of them, a lot of heathenry uh, looks to the Eddas, the um, the prose Eddas, the poetic Eddas. Um, but how many people, and I know more people than not these days know this, but I'm sure there's still a number of people that don't. Do you realize number one? These Eddas that you are considering gospel, who was it written by? Those Eddas were written by Snorri, who was a Christian. 
and was writing from a Christian perspective based on his observations of, um, of the heathens in his time and the stories that he heard from them. And so, you know, so to, to everybody's point, you know, um, it's an old, these are old books. Um, but just because it's written doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely accurate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't want to go into a huge religious conversation because we can go on for hours about the Bible, you know, and, and all of that stuff, you know, but again, you know, recognizing just because it's printed in ink in very beautiful paper, sometimes in beautiful hardcovers, um, doesn't really make it any, uh, any more valid look at who is writing it, look at the reputation of that person, uh, compare and contrast with somebody else. Others, not just somebody else, somebody's else, other people. I mean, we do that ourselves, like on personal, like in our personal side conversations, we'll ask each other questions like, well, have you heard about this before? Do you know any references for it? You know, or do you know about it so I can go look for it? Like, we have our own little, you know, study sessions. And, you know, everybody knows that we sit there and we'll have our own little study sessions. And if none of us know about it, then we'll all sit there and be all, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah. So we talked a lot about knowledge. So I want to talk about the actual physical practice. So, um, I'm Jason, I'm going to turn it over to you because you talk a lot about this. And I know you do this a lot, the hands-on, actually practicing. And I don't mean practicing magic. I mean actually practicing, practicing how to manipulate energy, practicing yes. how to do certain things. Yes. And that's what it goes into is practice. Practice makes perfect. I mean, if you want to learn how to do something, it's like it's not just enough to like like say, if you want to learn to play to play the piano, it's not just enough to just like read a manual on how to play the piano. You actually have to put your fingers to the keys and play the piano. And uh, that's chopsticks doesn't mean that you know how to play the piano. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, that's another big part when it comes to learning magic is uh, getting your hands dirty and actually uh, doing the work and and uh, it's not just following a video either like going back to looking at the different media looking at like okay well um step one step two step three no like, no it's actually about uh trying to formulate those steps yourself if that makes sense because um like uh for example if you're trying if uh, you're using um uh different plants herbs in your magic uh you you have to make sure that um they have that type of energy synchronology not just with each other but with yourself in order to produce your desired effect well going back to watching videos on how to you know, we, we have how-to videos ourselves. We put out a lot of those. In fact, I just told you guys in the yeah. beginning, you know, I'll be putting out, you know, a, a couple of videos on, on some spell work here in the next few weeks. 
what we don't do in every video and what you won't see in every video is is the mechanics of it and I'm not talking about you know just put this in the jar put that in the jar you know stick a pin here drop some oil there um, that's physical actions I'm I'm talking about you know when you watch a video the vast majority of the time we do it a lot of people do it we're gonna tell you perhaps you know some of the items you're gonna use some of the ingredients you can use um, and if we're if we remember we'll you know we might throw in a reminder every now and again don't forget to charge your stuff don't forget you know, to direct your energies um, but those are things that a lot of times we assume that you know and so we have to because we can't sit here and do hour-long videos and start from scratch on each and every spell work you know that would be something that nobody would tune into right we have separate videos that talk about just talk about energy manipulation and energy direction you know this mountain gypsy has a couple of videos on that and and many channels do but um so so you all you need to understand that a lot of times if you are going to rely on um on audio visual and videos and such then you need to understand that what most of us are showing you is we're showing you the um the recipe if you will going back to the betty crocker cookbook we're giving you you know the recipe out of the betty crocker cookbook but we still expect that you know how to cook right yeah, yeah we expect yeah, you that know is how very to cook. true we expect you know the basics you know we're giving you that recipe but it's now up to you to put your energy your time your everything into it not just because we told you all right just drop this here and there we expect mm. you to put in your work for it exactly and like a like cooking is a good example of that too like just following a recipe like word for word um your food might come out kind of bland listen i'm a perfect mm. example of that i i can follow recipes perfectly to a T, um, especially when it comes to baking. I can follow recipes perfectly, but I am a horrible baker. Why? It's not because I can't follow directions. I do exactly what it says in the book or what I read online, but everything that I bake comes out heavy as a brick. I can kill you with it. Um, <laughs> what I do, I am a shitty cook. At least when it comes to a shitty baker, okay? Um, I haven't really mastered the art of baking. Um, and honestly, I kind of don't care to, uh, you know? So I just kind of, you know, if it tastes good, but I can kill you with it, at least it tastes good, you know, I'll eat it. And if you're okay with that, if you're okay with just, you know, kind of doing shoddy stuff and hope that it works and maybe sometimes it will maybe sometimes it won't then you know that's your prerogative and I that's a that perfect example that's a perfect example because oh. this year i let my son take over the stuffing cooking this year he had never done it but he was just so proud and so excited to do it he 
followed my grandma's recipe to perfect tea. And it came out perfect because he just had so much excitement and energy and like pride that that was his new job for the holidays. And like it came out better than mine. And I've been doing this, making this recipe for years. And here comes my kid who's just like, I'm so excited. I get to do this. And this came out better than mine ever does. <laughs> Another yeah, thing too, on Another thing, too, that Bella was saying um, about how is your prerogative if you want to do things that sometimes will hit and sometimes won't. Um, when I was first getting into actually practicing, not just studying, I was overly concerned with whether or not it was going to work every time because I always heard about sometimes it's not going to work, sometimes it's going to take a lot longer than you um, expect. And so I didn't really know what to expect going in, but I haven't experienced those problems. But like Bella was saying, when you have one, the knowledge, and then two, the drive and the dedication and the willingness to practice and reiterate the basics over and over and over to where you're not hoping it's going to land, you know, it's going to land every time. Yeah. Exactly. It's not about hoping it'll work or thinking it'll work. Like you have to know it will work. And if it doesn't, or if it doesn't work out the way you're expecting it to in your head, then it's good to, you know, backtrack, go back and figure out, you know, why it didn't work or repeat it again and be like, okay, maybe if I try this, change this up, then uh, will you get a different result? is another key aspect to learning magic again whatever system you're talking about is um like it or not it is about trial and error you mm -hmm. can watch every video under the sun you can read every book under the sun but until you actually do for yourself um you may find and sometimes you will find following stuff just by the book step by step exactly as the video said um to do it sometimes it's not going to work because like mountain Gyps was saying you need to kind of do put a little of yourself into it and so yeah. so the first time it doesn't work okay like jason said so you try it again and try to tweak something and it's trial and error until you realize okay this is what works. This is what works for me. And this is what works for um, the spell work. And so mm -hmm. now you know, and that, that comes out of literally trial and error. There's no yeah. book in the world. There's no video in the world that's going to teach you that. Exactly. At some point you have to do. And that, that goes back into getting your hands dirty, actually practicing, actually practicing and because uh, really um even you know going back into you know with every anything like learning any kind of trade craft um profession whatever you learn this much with book research and then this much with actually doing it yes yes like, i've told the story once um a long time ago you know, and, you know, I, I, I bring up my, my nursing profession every once in a while. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, when I, um, you know, I went to nursing school. The, um, I studied. I, I did brilliantly. Um, and when I, when, when you graduate nursing school, you go through a pinning ceremony, you know, to say, yay, congratulations, you're a nurse. Um, and I, and I remember walking across that stage, smiling, holding my diploma, my pin, thinking in my head, I really fooled these people because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Things that I'm doing. I have all this knowledge in my head, but until I actually got my hands on patients and started learning how to, started actually doing IV after IV after IV, doing all that stuff, you know, that's, that wasn't anything that I uh, learned in nursing school. I had to learn it by doing it. Exactly. And you hear, you hear us and other people refer to magical, the magical systems, magical practice as the magical arts. You know, mm -hmm. that word is used very, very specifically. Usually when you talk about something that is an art, you know, that is, that is something that is kind of what, what Jason was saying, kind of like a profession. You know, it's, um, it is not something that you just read one article and suddenly I know how to do brain surgery. Right. It is, it is practice and repetition. You know, um, we practice the magical arts. Other people practice martial arts. A martial artist didn't just watch a Bruce Lee movie and suddenly is kicking butt. Right. <laughs> a martial artist is practicing for hours a day. And exactly. dealing with the wounds and the broken bones. Like I know people who practice martial arts and they break bones. Like they are <clears throat> in the hospital. This is not your kids karate after school for 30 minutes. Like this is real. Yeah. Like they get broken noses and legs and arms and collarbones. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it takes right. a kind of dedication that you're willing to suffer for. Right, right, exactly. And what's um, going back in, or using, sticking with the martial arts analogy in uh, with the repetition, I think it was actually Bruce Lee who said, I'd be more afraid who's someone who's practiced one punch a thousand times than someone who's practiced a thousand punches one time. Exactly. Yeah. Um... And I, you know, I think every, every discipline has kind of that outlook, you know, it's, um, it's repetition, it's trial and error, it's exploring, um, and it really is, um, it really is all about just, you know, getting in there, doing it, um, and knowing and accepting that not everything is going to be pitch perfect. Right. Um, exactly. You know, if, if, you, if you fail and something goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. You know, that is the time to use that as a learning moment. And again, yeah. going back to what Jason said, is you don't walk away and, you know, just throw everything down and say, magic sucks. I'm going to take up knitting. No, you 
go back and you look and see, okay, well, what did I do? Evaluate. Mm. There's, yeah. there's this process. Um, again, I'm going to go back to nursing. There, there's what's known as the nursing process, right? Is you gather your information, um, you come up with a plan, you implement the plan. But then the last thing that you do is you evaluate. You evaluate um, how did that information implementation go? Did it work? Did it not work? And if it didn't work, well, what can I change to then try the whole process again and see if it works that time? Or maybe it did work. So you still evaluate, what can I do to make it better? And you go back and you do the process again. You know, and, and I and I referring to nursing because that that's obviously you know what i what we call the nursing process but that is with really anything you know mm -hmm. that it that is how you want to approach things is you you gather information you plan you do it and then you review it and then you do it all over again yep yep exactly exactly And that's where that's where it becomes more of a science than an art because it's very much both. But the science part is very much testing, evaluating, adjusting, trying again, analyzing everything you do, cross-referencing, studying. That's all very much the science part of it. But the art part is the dedication and the practice and experimentation also. Um, right. It's very much both. You can't really divide it. Right, exactly. It's like both an art and a science. And the practice part, one thing I do want to say about that is that the practice should never be done. It never ends. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, you know, some of us, we've talked um, to each other, you know, in private about how, you know, we've played musical instruments, stuff like that, been in band. Um, and there's some instruments that we played that if we tried to pick up that same instrument today and tried to play it, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. <laughs> right. Um, do, we, do we remember what to do? Probably. But because we didn't practice and keep it up and keep up the skill, you know, you lose it. Um, and so it's not just about practicing it until you get it right and then, okay, I'm an expert now. You know, it's always going back and continuing to practice so that you reinforce what you learned. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Do you know how like, stupid I looked when my son was trying, when he started to learn to play the drums? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did this in high school and middle school. And then, you know, I didn't do it after that. And I sat there looking at it like I was an idiot. He's like, but you played it, Mom. And I was like, give me a minute. It's a couple decades I haven't played in a while. <laughs> I looked really dumb for. Of course, you know we're 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 giving you the extremes, and we're talking about you know a couple of decades worth. But it doesn't take long to to lose a skill, or at least to uh, move backwards on a skill if you don't keep it up. And I'm going to yeah, exactly to you all and to the audience, you know. There is a skill that I realize that I don't think I've lost it. I just know that um, I'm much weaker at it because I haven't done it 
uh, in a while, and I, and I let it go, and I'm really pissing myself. You know, I used to do a lot of work with air and wind and manipulating the, the air energies um, and hadn't done it in, in quite a while and just, you know, tried it on a whim a few days ago and realized, like, I was rusty. Like, and things were not happening the way that they usually did because I didn't give right. it up. And that's my fault. Right. Yeah, magic but is like a muscle. Don't, don't like... Exactly. Exactly. It's like a muscle. Don't, don't assume that just because you mastered it once that, it, that that's it, you're done. Right. Exactly. And that, that could be the same with like, you know, language learning. Same thing too. Like if you're not using that language all the time, you're going to, you're going to lose it. It doesn't matter if like, if you're, you know, um, like if you once became completely fluent in one language, like, oh, I'm fluent, so I don't have to practice it anymore. But then it's like, if you don't use it in a couple of years and you'll be like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Moms and dads out there who are listening, watching this, if you, you can't tell me that you haven't experienced this at least once when your child has come to you and said, hey, can you help me with my math homework? Sure, no problem. I got an A in that. Okay, that was like 20 years ago. Do you remember? You had to go back and you had to kind of reteach yourself because mm -hmm. oh, I do that right now. Like, first of all, the math is absolutely not the fucking same as any of us learned in school. <laughs> like, it is absolutely not the same. So I'm looking at it like, and this is the person I I took algebra two twice, like two or three times in high school, but like I can't even understand it. So anybody out there who's like, "Oh, I get the new math right now," you're full of shit. Because <laughs> I don't. My husband does it, and neither does my mathematically genius brother-in-law. So the repetition really is key, uh, and just about every discipline. Um, you'll, you'll hear that as well. It is repetition mm -hmm. is key because it not only helps to reinforce force what you've learned, but then it, it maintains your skill. Yes. What is the saying? So, um, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, in music, because you know, and and this is kind of the same thing. You know, I was a musician. Um, I went to college as a, I, I was a music major, um, and you know I was practicing hours a day, every day. I mean, you know, I I was very very skilled, but that was a long time ago. You know, there there's a number of things that I can't do now. Um, but one of the one of the things that we used to say to each other is, you know, when you practice something until you can do it at least 10 times without making a single mistake, you really haven't hardwired it into your muscle memory. Exactly. And, but, but the thing is, you know, let's say that you play chopsticks 10 times in a row with no errors and you, and you've mastered it. You've mastered it at that point. But if you don't go back and keep playing, chopsticks every once in a while then all that work that you did to get it straight that 10 times in a row gone out the window 
because it's right. all, all about repetition. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's weird we're using a lot of like mundane, normal stuff, but it really is kind of the That's same just thing. how life is. I mean, it's all connected in some kind of way, shape, or form. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so what about like when people assign levels to certain knowledge i'm not I, I think we've discussed this in the past um but i feel i feel like it probably could be touched on it on for this subject too a lot of people will consider themselves a master this or an expert this or this is um novice level wimpy won't <laughs> um you guys want to talk about that a little bit well, that is a tough one because there's a, there's never, for me at least, there's never anything that you can just uh, make a statement about and be absolute about it. Um, I think when it comes to magical practice that I think that is uh, both a true statement and a false statement. Um, so. Uh, let me give you an example. So when you talk about ceremonial magic, that is very prescriptive, okay? So when you talk about levels within ceremonial magic and then that practice, you know, that may very well be the case, especially depending on who you've studied with, um, what, uh, what, methodologies you are working with you know you are studying within those parameters but having said that even then let's just say and i'm this is not real i'm just throwing you know i'm just off the top of my head you know let's say i'm a you know a level five um master sorcerer you know with ceremonial magic with Enochian magic um, that is for Enochian magic but sounds very Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> can I translate that to a, you know another type of magic you know probably not <laughs> so it's not necessarily that it is wrong or right it's understanding the context when it comes to Witchcraft in general. Um, are there are there levels? Not really. Having said that, if you are part of a very specific tradition that has defined levels within that tradition, and that is how you are practicing within that tradition, then you may certainly reach a certain level within that tradition. And that mm -hmm. level may mean something for that tradition. Doesn't yeah. necessarily translate for other magical practices, right? Just like with the whole like, like almost every Wiccan I meet proclaimed to be a high priestess. Like, okay, well, good for you. That, that does that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> like, I, I'm starting to wonder how easy it is to get that title because apparently all you can. of them get it. Well, man, right. first of all, you can go online. Like, okay, one of the ordained. Uh, websites you can go on there and get a high priestess 
thing by paying twelve dollars and get the certificate and says I'm a priestess. But I'm gonna stop you guys right there because again, you're talking about a religion. So that's great that you know I'm gonna pretend I'm talking about a Catholic church. That's great, you're a priest. What does that have to do with a magical practice? You're right. you're a high priestess. Awesome. Great. You can channel the goddess directly into yourself. That's the Dominion good. Right. Yeah. Oddly what enough, people mean? oddly enough, Wiccans who practice witchcraft though toyed it as like like it's supposed to mean some big whoopty doo to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Do that practice to Wiccans. To Wiccans, it is a big deal, and I'm not knocking that. But for a non-Wiccan, that means it means nothing. Exactly. Well, and just because somebody has a certain title doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about. I mean, like, like, yeah, like somebody can, like, in terms of Wiccas, like, yeah, people can can become a high priestess, but that doesn't mean that they know um, that that like they're an expert. like, like, just, just my my opinion, because I was just thinking about the um the, the doctor, professor, reverend. <laughs> oh my god, no. Okay, but also, I wasn't I wasn't specifically talking about those levels. I mean, I have seen books that literally say advanced witchcraft, advanced spell work, advanced, 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 <laughs> and it's like when I look at it. Yeah, most of the time they're like overly tinged with Wicca, but they're marketed as generic witchcraft books, but they mm-hmm. have it broken down as like beginner and advanced. Right. So one, I guess there's no middle ground. <laughs> and then two, what about it makes it advanced compared to what you put in the beginner book? Exactly. And, like, and, and who are you to one decide person? that? Easy. We do an example podcast on that, on yeah. like advanced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll say pretty much the same thing I did then, which is, you know, it's, um, it's, it's personal and it's all relative. Yeah. Because the, the word advanced is dependent upon what is your definition. You know, when you say that you are an advanced witchcraft magical practitioner does that mean that um you can uh manipulate energies to the point that you can make the moon move right Um, (laughs) does it mean that you memorized all the possible herbs in the world does it mean that um that you can come up with an incantation in two seconds what does that mean what does it mean right but right, are you exactly. advanced in? Like, yeah. what, what is it that you think you're advanced in? Exactly. And, like, like a, a, what I said in that episode, like, what, what advanced means to me is, a, is somebody who has developed or has been able to develop their own system of witchcraft or their, their own method of practice is what advanced is, is that somebody who, is far 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 enough along that we, that we kind of um surmised is that 
you know, to, to say one is advanced is really truly a personal uh, goal setting and personal endeavor because mm-hmm. um, many of us, many of us believe that although witchcraft is not a religion, that it is still very tied to spirituality and it's tied mm-hmm. to spiritual growth and spiritual endeavors. And so for me personally, you know, my, my advancement is focused on my spiritual growth and development and how my magical practice can help to grow that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it goes back to what is your individual goal as a magic practitioner? You know, right. um, my, like, for instance, Jason, you know, you dabble, I should say dabble, you 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 practice in actual psionics in physical energy movement and manipulation i have zero goals for that so you know um so that will never be a definition in my head of advancement right because if i do that if i if i make that um a uh one of my criteria of a box to check off then i'm a novice I don't oh yeah, that. right. Yeah, been, and I could say, say the same for like um, like astrology with Estia. Like I don't know jack shit about about astrology. Oh fuck, I'm a preschooler when it comes to that. Right, me too. <laughs> and I don't feel like oh. I know very much either. <laughs> like I'm gonna be honest, when it comes to astrology. I, I feel like I know nothing. I very much so feel like I'm still a beginner. See, and like like in my mind, you would be advanced in my mind because like of how, how much I know that you already know. So like it, with me, like I would I would say that like you would be advanced just because of the criteria that I'm creating for. Yes, exactly. And that um, is exactly what we've been saying is when if Jason is looking at something, yeah, depending on the subject, we're all going to feel differently. They look at me like I have some kind of advanced knowledge on it. I feel like I know nothing. I look at you, I look at you like you are freaking Galileo or some shit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm an infant. I'm, I'm a little toddler that's barely learning how to walk, and I'm not even doing walking all that well. Like, I feel like I barely scratched the surface for plants. <laughs> so that's how I feel. You know what? I consider that uh, a positive trait. You know, there's a, there's a fine line, I think, between having self-confidence and, um, and being overly self-confident. Um, because I think once you become overly self-confident and think that you've learned it all, then you are no longer learning because right. you, you've created that obstacle for yourself. You've created your own stop. Um, and um, that is as, as far as you're going to get because that's because you, you said, I've learned it all. Okay, great. So that means you're, you've closed yourself off to anything else because you think you know it. Right, and exactly. To me, one of the hallmarks of a magical practitioner is that we are eternal students. 
Yes, exactly. We are we are eternal students. We are constantly learning and developing and perfecting our method of practice and our craft. Yeah, relearning. <laughs> our motto should be, ooh, what does this do? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Bella, when you text me Friday asking about stinging nettle, I actually, I, I knew the answer, but I was like, wait, I want to make sure I, it, it's right. So I turned my computer on and went to my billion folder note to make sure I was like, okay, I am right. So there you go. I'm like, I'm always, even though I think I know it and I do know it, I double check myself all the time because I do second guess myself and I know I haven't learned everything. Right. The day I exactly. say I've learned I, everything is the day I'm going to throw my hat up and be all I'm done because I've just screwed everything up. Very careful to ever say, ever say that you know everything. And uh, if you find yourself saying that, I caution you to take a moment, step back a little bit, and really think about that. Because um, if you really truly have learned everything, then um, there's a lot that we expect of you that you should be able to do. And not to mention, I don't expect you coming back in the next lifetime. You've literally learned everything. And so if you come back, well then, well, you'll find out when you're done. You'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot that. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. I think right. something that yeah. a lot of people yeah. tend to, I think a lot of, I, I think something that a lot of people tend to forget is how much of a learning experience lived experiences. If you haven't went through it, you don't know about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. You know, one thing we haven't touched on that I do want to make mention is that at some point in your magical learning journey, and we've talked about this as well in other podcasts, is I strongly encourage you to, um, to look into your ancestry and your culture um, because the magical practice based on your ancestry, uh, I think, is another way to expand um, your practice and expand your abilities, expand your growth. Um, and and I wholeheartedly believe, um, I hate making blanket statements like this, but I really truly believe that when you really are looking at something that is so innately a part of you, a part of your genetic makeup, that it will come easier for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for, to further that point, I know that a lot of people very much so accept the concept of different lives and having lived through different cultures and experiences and ethnic backgrounds in each of those lives. But the the human experience that you're having now has roots. The, the human body that you are in right now has roots and those matter to this mm -hmm. lifetime. And I feel like 
that should be a solid foundation because this is the body that you're using for this practice, which is why from the very beginning, I was very much so learn your roots, learn your culture, learn your practices before you start dabbling in other things, because then you're going to have, it's called roots for a reason, (laughs) you know, like you need those, you need those for a solid foundation. Right. Exactly. Just like a tree. Yeah, it's just like a tree. If they don't have good, solid, strong roots, they don't stay. There's a reason right? so many things have tree as like, um, for, for an example, people use trees for an example all the time. You need your roots. It's your family tree. So on and so exactly. forth, apple, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. There's so many and they cover every aspect of life. Know your roots. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we understand that that's not always an easy task either. Most of us are mixed. Most of us have sketchy family ties to where we can't always trust what we have been told about, whether it's our genetic makeup, our family members, who we are related to, who we aren't. And you know what? It's just something else you've got to research. It's Mm -hmm. something else that takes a lot of time and effort and energy and money. Um, But again, if it's something that you're going to do, do it right. And to uh, just further elaborate on the, the tree metaphor, don't let yourself become a zombie tree. You guys know what a zombie tree is, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what a zombie tree is, a zombie tree is a tree that is still standing, looks like a tree um, but at face value for all intents and purposes, but it is literally dead inside. They can topple over at any moment. They can be actually quite dangerous. I actually have one on my property. But this is is a perfect, um, I think, metaphor of of somebody who's like a, just kind of like you're you're a shell of, um, of you're just going through the motions, but you're, but you know, but you're dead inside. Don't let yourself become a zombie tree. That's all the tree metaphors I have. I can totally Do show you as I'm. <laughs> I think we're good. I, oh, I do. I well, it's the cholo leaning tree. Like it's a beautiful tree, but inside it is hollow and rotten. And but it's so pretty, and I don't want to take it down. <laughs> but don't be that, even though it's beautiful. Don't stand on it because it can fall on you anytime. Oh, it's on the bank, so it'll be falling out. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Under the dead zombie tree, I'll just see your little feet flapping. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do we have anything else on the subject? Um. Anything? No, there's. Well, I think we covered covered everything. How to um how to properly research, practice, repetition, dedication. this in the very very beginning um you know our analytics show that literally only uh, out of all of our viewership only 50 percent of you are subscribed so if you are watching this if you do um, watch us watch some of our other videos take that leap and go ahead and hit that subscribe button 
because you will not only um, be able to then be right there, uh, be able to get the latest and greatest from us, but you'll also be helping us. Yes. We'll help um, the wonderful and very complicated YouTube algorithms. Yes. And don't forget to check out the Bitchy Witchy. Don't forget to check out the book series on Amazon. Look at the bibliographies. <laughs> check out our bibliographies. They're well written. <laughs> they are amazingly written. <laughs> also, check out the actual stuff inside the book, too. Yes, <laughs> yes, not, not, not just a bibliography. <laughs> oh, also, we have extra episodes and other like downloadable content and stuff like that on our patreon so check us out over there if you want you can donate um on buy us a coffee all those links will be down below along with all of our socials bye. so until next time bye bye <clears throat> that's done